You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to the show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This is Orange County's longest running business talk show, and we have a fantastic show planned for you today. Why do you ask? Because Marlene Dandler is our guest. She's the founder of Seashore Academy. Marlene, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me, Rick. I'm excited to have you share your entrepreneurial story with us. So let's let's go back in time and help us to understand what was your original motivation to start Seashore Academy? You know, it was really to provide a different schooling experience uh, for my own children, uh, just in reading the biographies of so many successful people who were uh, successful in, in their careers despite their education, not necessarily because of it. Um, and, and, you know, reading books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad and mm. uh, listening to TED Talks from people like Sir Ken Robinson and Angela Lee Duckworth, uh, who were talking about things like grit and creativity and how traditional school systems kill those things. I really I was thinking, you know, if we all kind of know the traditional school system um, isn't really beneficial in so many ways. Um, I really wanted to make sure that my kids said something different. So I really started this uh, for, for my for my own children and then people asked to join. And uh, at first it was just a language immersion, very specialty boutique program. Um, and then three and a half years ago, I opened it up in, in English um, and uh, added the element of choice where people could customize their week, three days a week, two days a week, five days a week. Um, and that's when it really took off. So you're not, uh, you don't have education necessarily in your background. No, no, this was, uh, I don't at all. I'm not a formal educator. I, you know, I um, don't have a teaching credential. I I have made sure that everyone on staff is far more qualified than I am. (laughs) Uh, So we have a great leadership uh, in place. I've got a professional principal here in Orange County. She's been in education for 30 years, 12 years as a private school principal and recently brought on the uh, former head of Fairmont Private Schools. He oversaw four private campuses, 2,000 students for 14 years. And prior to that, he was head of St. John Bosco. Both of them super excited to, to do education differently in an entrepreneurial model, um, if you will. Um, but no, so everyone here is, is more qualified than I am, but I, I am definitely uh, coming at it as a, as a client, first and foremost. So I really enjoy having entrepreneurs on the show who have who had a personal professional need, figured out how to satisfy that need, and then had the realization that this could scale, that others have a similar need, and then create a business underneath them, which is, if I can put words in your mouth, Marlene, that kind of sounds what your journey has been. It has been, you know, uh, the English sort of custom schooling program, you know, again, the first uh, the first number of years were a boutique language immersion program. I opened it up in English three and a half years ago with four students. We went from four students to 170. um, And and even today, you know, when people come on tour, I ask them, how did you how did you hear about us? Ninety nine percent of people is word of mouth. You know, my neighbor's kids get out of the car so happy. I wanted to see what this was all about. Um, my, my, my kid on my soccer team told me about it. We have friends who go here. So it's not a formal marketing uh, at all. It's definitely not a marketing and sales. It's all very organic. So, so what gave you in the early days, what, what gave you this confidence that this was a, a good idea, not only for you, but for others? Like as an entrepreneur, when did you realize, hey, this, this is a good thing that I'm doing here, not just for myself, but for others as well? 
I mean, when I first started, it was a language immersion program. And mm -hmm. so just giving students the gift of accelerated academics, and we still have options for language immersion, by the way. So that is still something, it was just such a, a gift to give children the opportunity to become, you know, proficient and fluent in a foreign language that seen, and, and to learn at their own pace. Um, so that was something I was really excited about. And I knew I wanted that for my own children and other people were hungry for it. Um, so I, I knew there was something there. And then I just sensed, you know, with people wanting sort of the benefits of homeschooling in terms of flexibility and freedom, but still wanting um, the quality of a private education. And so that's what I was really hearing in the community. So I thought, well, why not do what we're doing, you know, in foreign language, but just do it in English. Mm -hmm. And so um, again, and that really, and you know, I said a prayer when I started it and I said, you know, God, if this is supposed to flourish, let it flourish. Um, if I'm supposed to shut it down, shut it up, you know, I'll shut it down. Um, mm -hmm. And kids have been coming ever since. So I'm really feeling like we're giving kids a safe, protected learning environment. Um, it's accelerated academics with a ton of fun and joy. Uh, we don't want kids behind silly worksheets and computers. Everything's hands-on learning, pencil and paper, no screen time, small class sizes. Everything's 15 to one or, you know, that's our average. Most of the classes are actually much smaller. So um, good old fashioned values, respect, uh, we have all the kids pledge of allegiance every morning, look the teachers in the eye, say, thank you for teaching me today. Um, and then have a ton of fun and creativity, um, within those boundaries. What age group? Uh Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we might have a little bit of a technical difficulty. Oh, there's Marlene. Can you hear me yeah, now? I can. Yes. Um, so we serve TK through eighth grade. Okay. And do you see that evolving or changing, or is that the demographic that you wish to serve? Um, that's where we are right now. I do see us um, building an entrepreneurial high school with our mm. new um, head of school. He's really excited about forming partnerships with entrepreneurs in the community. Um, a lot of our high school students go on to take community college classes in high school um, and pursue that path. And so uh, otherwise they go to um, top private high schools in the area, but having that option is something that he's really excited about pursuing. So, so as an entrepreneur, how, how difficult was it or is it for you to navigate sort of the requirements that are on your school for meeting standards and, you know, sort of educating the students that are in your responsibility? Um, so that's a, that's a great question. You know, so what we have done is we partnered with uh, top private schools and charter schools, and they, we have top curriculum designers as well who have designed the curriculum for private and public and charter schools. And so they've mapped our curriculum to make sure it exceeds um, state and national standards. Okay. And yeah. what, what, do you, what have you learned over these years since you started Seashore Academy that you wish you would have known maybe back when you were first getting it off the ground? I mean, there were so I'm not I don't have a business background. So anything from, uh, you know, what's it, W2 employer employees versus contract employees, um, how to read a profit and loss statement. I mean, there are just so many things on the business side. Um, making mistakes is OK. I mean, I make mistakes all the time and uh, like to tell everyone right up front. This place isn't perfect. It's getting better every day and every year. Uh, we welcome your suggestions. Um, so I think coming from a, you know, and I was an academic kid, I love school, but coming from an academic background where you wanted to get hundred percent on everything, mm -hmm. uh, trying to be okay with moving forward with imperfection and just working on perfecting it moving forward. But if you wait for everything to be perfect, you're never going to start. So right. just getting going with what you have. So, so let's talk about, so that it's clear in the minds of the audience and frankly in mine, uh, let's talk about Seashore Academy. Uh, mm -hmm. Describe the physical, uh, of it, the location, 
how how you instruct the kids. Just give us a little deeper sense for what the academy truly is. Yeah, so we have three campuses in Orange County. One's in Huntington Beach, and we rent space from a, a community Bible church. In Newport Beach, we rent space from a Jewish temple, Temple Bat Yom. And then in South County, we rent space from Mission Viejo Christian Church. So um, we rent space from beautiful religious facilities with existing classrooms and play areas, um, uh, green areas to play. Um, and so kids get dropped off at 9.15, get picked up at 2.45, four academic periods in a day. Um, so we have recess and lunch and assembly and, and so forth uh, every day. We have community block. Um, so we talk about civics and um, honor, respect. We, we just, you know, discipline. If a child's out of line as normal, healthy children push boundaries, you know, they get to pick up trash and say they're sorry. So um, <laughs> in a lot of ways, it's, it's very, a lot of ways it's very old fashioned. Um, and that's refreshing to a lot of parents. Uh, we also are very clear what we don't do. Uh, we don't te teach sexual education of any type, shape, or form. We just honor and respect the way parents choose to get that handled. If that's a Girl Scout, Boy Scout troop, um, a church group, or, or whatnot, um, the uh, you know a lot of politics have gone into education, and so we try to keep politics out of education and just stay in our lane and focus on you know good values, you know honor, respect, and hard work, grit, and then reading, writing, arithmetic. Are your children still in the program? My youngest is still at Seashore, yes. Okay. Uh, interesting. Exciting, huh? So you get to fun. see see yeah. how it actually impacts people every day as they're your Absolutely. family. So Absolutely. one of the things that I found impressive when we were talking to prepare for your interview today, Marlene, is um, how people have come around to rally to support your vision. You mentioned some of them a little earlier, actually, on this interview, but maybe you could speak as an entrepreneur to the value and the type of people that have either sought you out or that have agreed to work with you to make your vision more robust and bigger and brighter than maybe what you originally had intended. Yeah. So, I mean, Bobby Mendoza, you know, former head of Fairmont private schools, uh, thrilled that he's, um, you know, come on uh, full time at Seashore. Tim Kusro, former head of Carl Thorpe um, up in Los Angeles. Uh, he taught in South Central for many years and then was head of Carl Thorpe, a prestigious private school up in LA, have, have come on board, super excited about Seashore. Um, our parents have just told their friends and told their friends. So that has been, again, you know, no formal marketing campaign or ad campaign or anything like that. It's all been very word of mouth. The, and our two key words are joy and empowerment. The reason we have multiple campuses is because parents have driven it. Um, parents have asked, I really want this. Um, I don't live that close to Newport Beach. Can you open up here? Um, I, I don't know. I don't have a location. I don't have teachers yet. Let's, let's, let's try it. Let's throw out an interest form. And they sent it to their friends and they posted on social media. And so it's actually a mom and a dad who found our Huntington Beach campus and the same thing for South County. Um, so it's, it's very, uh, it's empowering for them. It's, uh, it's joyful. Um, they feel like they're creating something for their, for their students, uh, for their children, and then for their friends. Um, and so that's how we're continuing to grow. Um, we just signed on in Manhattan Beach to open again a business oh. partnership with uh, parents. So um, it, it's it's very exciting. So when you were planning the campuses beyond your first campus, did you know that you might be able to rent space from religious organizations that had classrooms already, or was that a process of discovery? I mean, how did that work? It's definitely been a process of discovery. I would say I get a thousand no's for every one yes. Uh, <laughs> when I first started, we were in the we were in the Costa Mesa Boys and Girls Club storage room uh, without heat and without electricity. Oh and um, we were there for a number of years and it actually had a leaky roof. So we would put a bucket under that spot when it rained. 
So we were there for a number of years. So this has been absolutely bootstrapped up. So as you are a successful entrepreneur growing your organization, where are you going beyond the immediate circle that you have there of, of advisors to access other entrepreneurs who might have experiences that you can benefit from knowing so that you can grow your business successfully? That's a great question. I, I just joined um, EO in Orange County Entrepreneurship Organization. So I'm getting a lot of, um, I also have a business advisor. Um, I've got a running group. Um, and so just uh, wonderful uh, people from all walks of life, including um, business owners. And so I bounce a lot of ideas uh, around my running group, sort of social network. Um, and, and, you know, what I'm really looking to do as, as again, I've always been looking to partner with people who are smarter and more experienced than I am. Um, and have, have, I'm thrilled to have done that in Orange County. So I'm really focusing now on, um, you know, if I can, again, like just like in Manhattan Beach or we sign somebody on in Yorba Linda, uh, sort of business partnerships where they're franchising our model, taking our curriculum, all of our lesson plans, all of our all of the work we've put into everything and they're able to open up a seashore in their neighborhood as, as business partners. Um, again, I'm empow we're empowering small business ownership um, and giving them some of the tools that I learned through the School of Hard Knocks. So you anticipated my next question. You're, you're good at that. So I wanted to talk about Marlene, what's the, what does the future hold for you? And it sounds like you've given me a sense for how you may see the impact of your organization getting broader and deeper in other, uh, other markets. Can you talk a little bit about the future? Yeah, so I've, we've had, and it's interesting, Rick, I had so many organic requests on the website last year. Can we have a Seashore Academy in Florida? Florida of all places, you know. Uh, can we have a Seashore Academy in, in Pennsylvania? We got requests from Michigan. I mean, I don't even know how these people are hearing about us. Um, <laughs> and so unless I made a mistake in our Facebook post and I posted it, you know, in Orange County, Florida, which I don't think I did. But, uh, and so that's when I started looking into growth models and asking some of my friends, uh, and my running group, and they're like, you could grow by raising money and doing it yourself for corporate plans, or you could franchise. So I got a bunch of books from Amazon about the differences between the two, asked some people who are, you know, more experienced business people. Uh, and I love the model of franchising because all the research shows that a, a, a small business owner is going to be always more successful, or, uh, you know, statistics show that small business ownerships are going to be more successful than uh, a corporate planted employee. Mm -hmm. Because uh, they know their market, they're personally invested in it, and it's a win-win model. So I thought, let's just go with this, and we can empower small business ownerships, joy and empowerment. Uh, if people are looking to uh, create their own experience for their for their students, um, and I feel like you know people are hungry for choice in education. They want choices, even if it's they want to come three days a week for one child because their child's an athlete, or they want to travel more or they wanna, you know, whatever it is, um, they wanna protect them from some of the political agendas that are being taught, whatever. Um, there are just, a lot of parents are hungry for choice and, and they wanna know what their children are being taught. Um, and so this is something, if they wanna own a seashore and be a business owner and own a, own a great business, um, we can give them that blueprint. If they wanna work at a seashore, they wanna send their kids to a seashore. It's not for everybody, that's okay. Um, but that's why, you know, uh, you know, everywhere else you can go to Chipotle and customize your order, whether it's a bowl or a wrap or a salad, um, but education is like a one-size-fits-all model, which is archaic. Chipotle, another great Orange County institution, huh? There Absolutely. you go. Absolutely. So uh, as you were talking about your growth model and the interest outside of California, I, I'm just wondering from a um, complexity perspective, if you do open up franchises in other states, does that put, what kind of a pressure responsibility is that put on seashore to make sure you're compliant with whatever Florida standards are or Pennsylvania or Michigan? 
Oh, that we have a fully remote curriculum team, actually. Um, so that is already in place and they are aware of national standards um, and they're making sure that our curriculum meets and exceeds national standards. Uh, and so and we have all the curriculum already done um, and we have, you know, back end systems in terms of contracts, employee contracts, teacher training, administrative training, business owner training, because we're actually in the middle of all that training here in Orange County right now. Um, but that's that's something we can easily invite them here to California or we can go out there and train them on. It's already done. Um, so every lesson plan, we have everything mapped out every academic week, week 17, grade five science, uh, what the lesson plans are and the ideas. Um, and so that's uh, again, and how to, how to employ, employ uh, teachers, all those contracts are done. So again, a lot of the school of hard knocks I went through, if I could spare somebody that uh, headache, um, you know, that's kind of why we're doing what we're doing. Boy, I tell you what you're doing and what others who have been on the show who are founders of their own company, that's in my my experience, that's the hardest thing to do in business is to create a new business. It never gets easy. <laughs> There's always something to worry about or to fix as the CEO of a, of a company, but really creating something from nothing in business is you're to be applauded for that and now scaling it as well. That's fantastic. You know, the name Seashore Academy, it works for me and in Huntington Beach and in Orange County. But when I hear you say Michigan and Pennsylvania, I'm thinking I'm from Pennsylvania. What's Lake Erie, maybe? What seashore would that be near? But I'm just teasing. But. No, uh, you know what? The nice thing is that um, people who are using that name, they can come visit us. They can see our existing operations. They can um, touch and feel and see it if they want to come visit. They see our pictures. Uh, and so they can see what they're being part of. And, you know, honestly, Rick, this you know, it is the team is what's so fantastic our parents are amazing they're so passionate and they're so positive and grateful i mean tim cusero from la came to one of our events up in los angeles and he just he walked away he said i've never met a nicer group of parents mm -hmm. he said these parents are not entitled they're positive they're grateful he just said this is so refreshing so it's really our community that is um they you know i always say if we're getting better every year it's because of your ideas it's because parents and team members are giving us suggestions for how we can improve. And they have brilliance that, you know, we just want to tap into that brilliance. Um, that's more than any one person could ever do. So if someone would like to connect with you, maybe here on LinkedIn or learn more about your firm on one of your social platforms, where would you suggest they go, Marlene? Um, probably the best place is our website. It's um, seashoreacademy.org. Um, and they can find out at our existing campuses as well as um, if they're interested in a business partnership as all our contact information is there. So that's the best place um, to find out about us. Well, I want to thank you for um, accommodating us with your schedule. I know how busy you are scaling and growing your academy and it's been great to learn more about what you've done. Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. I really appreciate it, Rick. And I'd like to thank the audience. You've been a part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. Marlene's episode is episode number 1,386 in our catalog. And if you want to check back on other shows, please feel free. If you happen to be a fellow Orange County entrepreneur and you would like to tell your story, then connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Rick, R-I-C-F-R-A-N-Z-I, -E Rick Franzi. Or you can check out our website. It's rickfrancy.com as well. And until the next chance and time we have to be together, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. Mm -hmm.